Welcome to The Real Deal Truth About Trucking. We discuss opinions, tips, tricks, anything and everything about trucking and life on the road. Alright guys, welcome back. Today is the third episode, the triplet, the trace. We got 300% more content than we did just a few days ago. Alright, 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 alright. Anyway, we uh we got two super special guests today. We got Joe Mama sitting in. He's one of our top drivers, and we got a trucking legend. We got the foot in here today. So um, I want to introduce these guys, and we'll just go from here. Uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit about team driving, uh, getting started, and driving with a trainer. Uh, big company versus little company, solo driving versus team driving, just all kind of goodies we got going on today. So uh, let's just get started. Uh, like I say, we got a legend here, uh, Foot. He started driving straight out of his mom, pretty much with his dad. And we got Joe Mama, who's trained enough drivers that could haul all of them to Mexico and the cartel could have a super awesome logistics team down there. But anyway, what do you like most about driving a truck? We'll start with you, Foot. Well, I, I started, uh, my dad drove a truck my whole life, and uh, it just got in my blood. My mom said when I was a little kid, when I'd push toys around, I'd be shifting gears like a big truck and my dad said that boy's gonna drive a truck I can tell because the noise he's making and he just loves it so it was in my blood and uh, I just loved it for years and years it, there's nothing else I wanted to do the teacher would always say uh, <clears throat> you know you need to learn this stuff and I'd say I don't need this you know I'm gonna drive a truck I'm not worried about this stuff I'm not gonna be diagramming sentences going down the road so it's what I always wanted to do, and I just, I like it. Born and, to be uh, a truck driver. Yeah, born to be a truck driver. And um, <clears throat> like I said, for years and years, you know, the money wasn't all that important. I wanted to do it because I loved it. And the older I get, it's it's about the money and the freedom. There you go. It's an awesome career. Yes. What about you, Joe Mama? Well, like he said, the money's there. But what I like about it, you get to see places that you wouldn't probably normally see in your lifetime. Yeah, that's true. You it's like Wyoming, go. Colorado. And all, I would have never seen that if I wouldn't have been driving a truck. That's true. And you get to see a lot of places you hope you never see again, right? Amen. <laughs> and the best thing about seeing places that you've never seen is free. Yeah, that's true. Yep, you can go anywhere you want. <laughs> that's it. Plan a vacation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Some places I hope I never, ever, never, ever, ever in my life ever see again. You know, like Atlanta, Georgia. I hope I don't ever see that place again. <laughs> see, I love running Georgia. I love. I don't mind running Atlanta. Now, America in Atlanta. I hope I never ever go back there. But as far as Atlanta, I love Atlanta. I love the whole state of Georgia. If it was up to me, I'd run Georgia. Every, every week, you know, that's that's my that's my place. I love it. Well, you like it too for the buffet over. Yeah. 
strings and I was the youngest driver that ever worked for uh, that company and uh, I liked it because of the benefits and uh, everybody there was already a professional driver been driving for years like I said I was the rookie and technically I wasn't even supposed to work there so I had a, a foot up so I liked uh, having the 401k having the uh, the great insurance and everybody was treated above a lot of these other companies mm-hmm. uh, because just anybody couldn't get a job there. So I actually had a, an advantage. Uh, you know, most people would have to start out with a large company and, you know, they run them out three or four weeks and, you know, they're pretty much there a number. But uh, I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. I know, you know, we're a small company. We offer 401k as well as health and dental insurance, you know, but uh, I think we're a little different than, than most most companies, you know, we're, we we try to treat our people like family, you know, and, and our trucks are like our kids, so, but I don't know, I, I definitely see what you're talking about, and, and Joey, you've worked for some, some really, really big companies, yes, you know, to talk about what uh, the advantages, pros and cons of each one, and which one you like better. Well, driving for the big companies I've drove for, they know you by name for the first month or two. And then after that, you're just a number. They treat you good for the first two or three months. You get all you want, all the miles you want. Then all of a sudden, it cuts you off to about 1,500, 2,000 miles a week. So in other words, when I said in episode one about know what you're getting into. Exactly. You know, by the smoke and mirrors, I was telling her, telling it like it, the real deal truth. The real the deal truth. truth. You're exactly right. All right. That's great. Small company. Like we are, you know by name. You ain't know by no truck number. First thing they're going to ask you on a large company, they don't say, hey, Joe, how are you? They say, what's your truck number? That's all they know you by. Then they get on that computer. Here, you just call in and say, hey, they know who you are. You ain't got to tell me name. Well, my experience, <clears throat> and, you know, like I said, this company is different. You know, uh, y'all have your own brokery so y'all have a tactical advantage that other small companies uh, don't have but I found that uh, when you drive for a company and you're going to work for a big company go somewhere that they make their own product that way you know you're going to get out with their load and they're going to get you back as soon as they go (coughs) so you can get another one of their loads so you're not just a normal trucking company you're driving for a company makes their own product they want the truck gone with their product, get it back as quick as they can to put their product back on the truck again. That's what I found. Right. I'm, I'm going to touch on later on in some of our following episodes that we do. I plan on talking about when, if you're an owner-operator, the right choice to lease on. You know, I'm a firm believer that if you're leased onto a company and they don't haul their own product or have their own loads, 
you know, it's kind of, um, it's not as good as, as, as the latter. So we'll touch on that in a later episode because that is a very valid point, you know. Um, it's important to haul your loads. There's a lot more money left on the table once you get a, to the owner-operator status. What about solo driving and team driving? Which one is better and why? We'll let Joe start out with this one. I like solo driving. <clears throat> I've never team drive, so I unless until I was training. People get on your nerves. You get on their nerves. A little place to be in. Too, too little of a place for two different, totally people to be in. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? I'm definitely solo driving. And uh, the reason why I drove uh, running team on and off for 14 years. And uh, you could have your best friend in the whole wide world. And you put him in a small truck. And uh, within six months, you're going to begin not to like him. Vice versa. <laughs> Uh, I get less than that, <laughs> and uh, I, it's really it's really stressful. Plus, you're going to hear stories that you you don't want to hear. Their home life is going to get pulled in all their personal life, and, you know, and you're both going to vent to each other. Yeah. But there's little bitty things that's going to start getting on your nerves and start grinding on you, and uh, it's bad. And uh, also, their driving habits. You know, you're trying to sleep. And I've always told people, I was like, look. If you uh, want to listen to that radio, and uh, if you go home and your wife's asleep, and you turn the CB radio on and the stereo on, and go to shaking the bed, and that's what you do, so be it. Do it. Oh, you're gonna wipe the bar. That's right. Man, you're gonna wipe the bar then. I said, if you don't do it at home, then you don't do it in this truck. If I hear you're talking, you're talking too loud. Okay. If I hear the radio. It's too loud. Exactly. I mean, those those blue parrots, you can whisper in them, you know, and, and they pick up great. So, Well, how hard is it dealing with someone else in the truck, just like on a day-to-day basis as far as potty breaks or, or whatever, you know, hunger pains or whatever you want to call it? Like, what's, what's how, how difficult is it? Because I've never team drove. I've only team drove pretty much two weeks, you know, and then... And then I was out on my own for good, you know. But so you guys are kind of the the ones to talk to about this because I don't know. Well, there's there's tricks, you know. Uh, <clears throat> if someone's back there in the bed and you're driving and you're in the middle of the city and they get up, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, what do you do? You know, you're gonna have to find a spot on the shoulder, whatever. You're gonna have to stop. And uh, they're going to get up and jump out and do their business and get back in. And well, you're going to have to deal with getting back out on the interstate with all that traffic. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times I'll tell them, look, if you got to go, you give me a heads up. Just don't jump up about to pee all over yourself and they want me to pull over. I said, you know what's coming. So yeah. you, get, you know, it's like, hey, you know, holler through the curtain. Hey, Brand, I'm going to have to uh, get up and uh, go to the bathroom. So in other words, when their alarm goes off, they need to be letting, they don't need to keep hitting that snooze button. No, (laughs) that's right. Let me know. Uh, um, But another thing is, uh, you know, their driving skills. uh, If they bash on the brakes too hard, you know, you're going to roll out of the bump. If they're jamming gears, they're rocking you back and forth. Uh, It it took me a long time to train these guys, you know, uh, to run team. 
and we can talk about that later or I'm talk about it now. What about you, Joe? What's some of the issues you face with other people in the truck? Just being hard-headed. They won't listen to you. I mean, you try to teach them something, they ask, well, I know more than you know. And they've never been in a truck before in their life. Yeah. I put one one of mine out in the middle of Las Vegas one time. <laughs> We're going to talk about That's the last topic that I want to cover is like the nightmare stories. Because he wasn't safe. So, yeah. 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 Safety is always number one, right? Mm-hmm. What about the advantages of teen driving? What's the advantages of teen versus solo driving? I'm going to let you have this in for, <clears throat> for me, it was the money. You know, you're going to turn more miles even though you're splitting the money. You're going to have a better run than what a, a solo driver would have because it's expedited. You know, they're going to put it on your truck and they're going to know it's going to be there the next morning. Or if you're going to California, you're going to get better paying loads running team than you would solo. Uh, <coughs> you know, because uh, they need... They're paying two drivers, basically. Right. They don't want the truck sitting somewhere. Well, talking about that, you know, we'll, we're going to change the names to protect the innocent, but we'll call it Big Papa Trucking we used to work with there. Talk about the run that y'all used to do, a typical run Monday through Friday, which y'all did as a team. Uh, we would load up in, uh, you know, Bahia and then go to uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, we'd have several stops and then Jersey. <clears throat> but, you know, we'd load it uh, midday and the next morning we'd be sitting there. Right. It was the same runs over and over, dedicated. And uh, the second run, we would go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, Durango, Colorado. And, uh, you know, we'd get there and back. You know, we'd run 5,000 miles and we would do it in four and a half days. Right. That's crazy, man. So the truck stops for fuel and and, and, and kick off the stops. How we would do it would, uh, and we would stop at the same spots, no matter what. Uh, Say we'd go to, we're going to switch at Oklahoma City, we'll say. And uh, we'd stop at the same truck stop, same thing. You know, it was just. Probably pretty close, same time. It would be. Uh, So I did like doing the same runs over and over. And, uh, you know, you could tell the wife when he's going to be back home. Yeah. And also, if you got sick, you know, you had a, a co-driver to kind of take up the slack. Like, one time I fell out of the back of the trailer, messed my back up. If I'd been by myself, right. I would have been up the creek. But I had a co-driver, and we made it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I might could only drive two or three hours because I was in so much pain, and he would get up. And one of them, one of my co-drivers... He had a heart attack. And if I hadn't have been there, well, they just found his carcass in the back of the truck days later. Yeah. Uh, I generally run with older guys. You know, uh, <clears throat> the reason why the, the younger guys, they're just, you know, jamming gears and... Pansies. Yeah. Pansies. Yep. Like we, tell, we tell the real deal truth here. Yeah. You know, if they, you drive a CC Matic, it, it's, it's a CC Matic, right? Yep. You know, if you're a pansy, you're a pansy. That's it. The older guys, they already had all the, you know, piss and vinegar out of them, and, you know, they right. was good to go. What about you, Joe? Joe, you got any advantages of team driving, or are you going to opt out of that one? 
I'm going to opt out of that one. Mama says, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it. that at all. Right? Well, that's like Foot was saying, doing these dedicated runs. Mama knows when you're going to be home. Yeah. Mama knows wherever I'm at at every minute of the day. And don't think she can't find you either, son. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good, though. You she can call have... me and say, you at Little Rock. <laughs> you don't like for two or three hours being here. Well, what about... Like, you know, you had a heart attack. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, that's uh, that's an advantage. Oh, well, that's advantage of team driving, but you got disadvantages too. So. Yep. All right. Well, we'll start with our next one. Is what can a driver expect during the weeks that they're going to spend time with a trainer? And JoJo, this is your expertise right here. Well, first of all, the trainee is going to do everything, which that's what he needs to do. He needs to learn what he's fixing to have to be faced with. You can't learn without doing it, right? No, sir. The trainer is going to be sitting there with you and telling you. Just don't get mad at him because all he's doing is telling you what's best for you. I had one that tell me that he knows more than I did. And he'd never been in trouble before in his life. Damn, he, he was smart then, wasn't he? Uh, he thought he was. <laughs> so, needless to say, he ended up at the terminal at Las Vegas, needing a way back home. So, in other words, he got the boot. He got the boot. He got the boot. That's what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then, you? especially when, if a trainer, trainee, is going to pull over to stop, don't pull over in the middle of, say, Interstate 40 and not even on the shoulder. Just don't stop in the right lane with a million-something dollar car going about. I had one do that about three times, just stop right in the middle of the right lane. Say, here, you take it. Were you getting nervous or just panicked? Who knows? He never did say. He said, here, you take it. You didn't even ask him? I I couldn't. I had to get it out of the road. (laughs) I believe I tried to get the brakes pushed in and got that bad boy set up there on about 65, 68. I would say, man, what the hell are you doing? But they, and then when you when a trainee is on this for the first week, he is supposed to do all the driving. The trainers are for him, not right, for... Right. But when you got a trainee that plays on that phone till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning... And don't get out of that bunk till 12 o'clock that evening. Hard to learn anything. It's hard for him to learn anything. That's true. Is this the same? Same guy. Same one that got the boot. There you go. Well, it sounds like he needs to be working at... uh, McDonald's. There you go. I like McDonald's. Just McDonald's not here. McDonald's somewhere else. (laughs) What about you, Brandon? What what do you think a driver should expect during the first week with their... uh, New trainer. Well, it's been many years since I trained somebody with <laughs> with no experience, but uh, I can think of one, uh, Mac Daddy. Uh, anywho, I, uh, mm. <laughs> well, he didn't know absolutely nothing, but I really can't answer that question on what a trainee uh, should expect. Just uh, keep a an open mind and uh, be positive. Listen, yeah, be positive. Listen to the guy that knows what he's doing. 
Uh, I can give hundreds of stories of horror stories of me training drivers of the things they've done. We'll have to do an episode yeah. on foot training horror stories. That's it. I can give you that, but uh, if for I, I will give you an example. Whenever my father was teaching me, you know, I was young, and I've been driving a truck a long time before he was actually. It just it come natural to me, but uh, I wish I could go back and change a few things because I thought I knew more. Yeah. And uh, but I was extremely young, so I was thinking, you know, he would tell me something, and I was like, well, maybe you've been doing it wrong all those years, because they'd always say. Well, I've been doing it this way for years, and I'm like, well, you've been doing it wrong for years. But uh, I, I would just say, just just listen and uh, keep your mouth shut, ask questions. But your opinions, you know, doesn't right. mean anything. <laughs> I covered that in episode two. You know, if if a guy's driving a truck and he has a question, ask. You know, right. even like going, even if you're on your own, you you pull up at a guard shack, ask. You know, mm-hmm. don't. Don't be that guy that pulls down somewhere and hell ain't no place to turn around. So he's got to back all the way out. You know, don't right. be that guy. Answer I've questions. got most of my questions answered from other truck drivers at truck stops. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what I told Don't be ashamed to go up there and ask right. a stranger and say, hey, buddy, I'm new at this. Can you help me? They'll help you just snap your old finger. You know, I covered in episode two also for like the new driver backing in at a truck stop. Get out and look. You That's know, it. If, if you know, if you're having trouble, like prime example, let's say I'm I'm driving this is my first week on the road and I'm having trouble getting in a truck stop. You're sitting in the truck, say you're working on your logbook and say, Brandon, you're on the other side and you're 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 pre planning tomorrow's trip, you know, looking at the map or whatever. Are you going to tell me, no, I'm not going to help you if I go up there and say, hey, man, I done got all flustered. I, 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 I done got this dicked up bad. I need some help. Nine times out of ten, if a driver sees you struggling in a truck stop, he going to get out and help you without you asking. Right. Because he don't want you to hit his truck. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, there's no shame. No, you know, no shame no in shame. asking for help. You know, that's what I tried to tell everybody in, in episode two. You only look like an idiot when you tear the guy's mirror off or you tear his bumper mm-hmm. off or you run into his truck. That's when you look like an idiot. That's it. No, nobody started out backing a truck up, did they? No, sir. Like, I think you have to walk. Before you crawl. That's it. Or crawl before you walk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, what do you expect out of a new driver that's getting in the truck with you to, to be trained? What do you, like, what do they need to do to be prepared and what items do they need to have with them? Like when they crawl up in a truck, what do you expect out of them? What should they have and what should they be mentally ready for? Well, you expect them to listen to you first thing. Yeah. I mean, I've seen trainers out there just be pure smart alecks to the trainers. Talk to them like adults. You ain't got to put up with that. Right. Just listen. Do what he tells you to do or explain, you know, how he explains you to do it. If you've got questions, ask him. Then bring you clothes and you bath supplies and be ready to work. Pack a good attitude. Pack a great attitude. Yep. What about you? Uh, I would go along with all that. Ask questions. Uh, yeah. Another thing, the trainer, you know, don't assume they... They know anything. 
uh, you know, just pulling up on the scale, things you take for granted. That right. You don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think about. Uh, they don't know. Mm-hmm. So I need to explain it to them. And, uh, you know, when you go to the scales, you got to, you know, do it like this. Because uh, they have no idea. They have no idea, you know, that you don't sit on the fuel island for an hour when you go take a shower. Yeah. You know, they don't understand that going through the parking lot running 50 miles an hour is, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, just listen to your trainer. Yeah. Uh, well, I know when I first started and I and I got the free pass, I had no clue how damn free pass worked. Yeah. You know, I think I actually called G on my, all right, now what, what's this thing going to do? Yeah. What, how do I need to, you know, what what, what I got to do here? Because I've never, you know, I've never seen one before. Right. So. And some of the law don't don't know how a pre-pass works. Right. Yeah. I was in out west, and my pre-pass gave me a green light to go across the scale. I passed it up. Little old cop stopped me and won't know why I blowed past that scale. I said, well, my pre-pass, if it turns green, you go by the scale. Well, that must be something new. I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> See? He may have got his pre-pass the same time I did. She. She. See, she didn't know how to work one either, so I, I can't fault her on that one. But she was a cop. She ought to know it. Yeah, they ought to know a lot. Then she said, can I see your logbook? <laughs> I said, well, there it is. If you know how to work it, work it. There you go. All right. What? What about what? When you first started driving versus now, what was the biggest eye-opener or the biggest lesson that you learned that you remember learning when you first started started driving a truck? From Take your you time thought, and do it right. Take your time and do it right. That's good advice. It is. I mean, you, you go past a lot of these trucks running 80, 90, and 100 mile an hour. They, they, ain't, they ain't safe. Take Be safe. Do your speed. Take your time. What about you, Foot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking on that one. <clears throat> what I've learned over the years. The biggest lesson, that, or the biggest thing that you would call as a lesson that you learned. Maybe some, the way you thought was going to happen and the way it actually happened. I don't know as much as I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Too. Uh, I learn something all the time, you yeah. know, trucking. experience you know uh, I thought I knew how to do something and then just experience taught me more than someone telling me Uh, I learned the hard way though yeah you know uh, that's the best lessons yep Um, I was hard headed you know so everything pretty much I've learned the hard way and another thing (laughs) it don't matter if you're a 50 year veteran you're gonna learn something new Every day. As long as you're paying attention. Right. Yeah. Like, there's guys that'll meander through life and never pay attention. You know, we all know that guy, you know, the guy that forgot to put his oil cap on or that's been running on a flat till the tire has been come off yep. the rim. We know those guys, and it's all because they're not paying attention, you know. The biggest lesson, I would say, is that me being a company driver becoming an owner operator it opened my eyes up there was more to trucking than me just sitting there <coughs> driving the truck wide open you know yeah. not you know whenever i own my own equipment 
it definitely a big lesson learned. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that uh, when the dispatcher would tell me to go do this, it didn't make any sense to me. You know, but being an owner operator now, I understand what they're talking about, and I never would have known that. Yeah. Uh, that's I, some stuff I want to talk to in, in further episodes because it is real important. You know, guys, you know, it seems like it's, it's always the same cycle. You know, a guy gets his license. Wants to drive for a company, gonna hop around three or four different jobs more than likely, and I'd like to talk about job hopping too. You know, in further episodes with both of you guys, you know, because y'all been in trucking a long time and seen it, and also we've hopped a few jobs too. And <laughs> you know, also the progression of getting into an owner operator. You know, the difference between when you're paying for that truck and trailer and tires and insurance and the fuel even versus somebody else putting a bill on it. That's going to be a good episode right there. Because so somebody's never paid $2,800 a month for a truck, $1,200 to $1,400 a month for insurance, $1,500 a week for fuel, you know, $1,200, $1,500 for a couple of drive tires. They don't realize. Like, you ain't you ain't going to see an owner-operator sliding his damn brakes unless something's broke. Right or wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But... We're going to um, be back with some more episodes. Um, like always, guys, if you got any questions or comments or ideas on future episodes, shoot us an email at therealdealtruthabouttrucking at gmail.com, all one word. Um, and we'll try to, to get back with you. Like always, like this subscribe to it whatever you want to do we're going to keep them coming and we want to thank you guys for coming in today super great guest and we're going to be definitely having to do some more of these roundtable discussions to get y'all back in here thank you thank you all right see you guys y'all have a good week